Hey there, absolutely love and incredibly grateful that you are listening to the podcast. Just want to let you know that if you ever want the video version, because sometimes it helps, it just resonates a little bit differently for you. You can check out my YouTube channel, which is absolutely free. I am sharing tips and experiences there weekly. So if you prefer video, go check it out. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the business of being healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. Here we are again, another episode on the Business of Being Healthy show. I am incredibly excited. I say that a lot about these shows when I have guests on, but with guests like Christina Bartold, I truly, truly am because she is someone that we met once and it was like instant communication, connection, real talk, no BS. Like I think I might've word vomited on her the first time that we met, but it was like so valuable because she just like took it for what it was right? And didn't like judge or anything. So I am so honored to have you joining me, Christina. And Christina is the co-founder and CEO of The Social Snippet. She loves helping entrepreneurs and small businesses grow their communities online using social media and podcasting. She is also a podcast host herself. And just welcome to the show, Christina. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And you didn't word vomit. I like love connecting with people online, especially in the online world, like where you have mutual friends and mutual connections because immediately you can like hit the ground running, help solve each other's problems and like build each other up. So that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, right? We're all kind of like in this messy growth stage and it's so fun to be able to find people that just get it. But Christina, I wish you would kind of just share a little bit about like social snippet, how it became and a little bit of your background when it came, when it comes to social media marketing. Yeah. So I come by social media really honestly, um, having grown up kind of using it and, and knowing about it and all of that. And so in my first job right out of university, I seemed to be the only person that knew how to use it. So I would just start using it. I started to, it just came really naturally to me. We all have our gifts of things that just come like really easily. Um, I could look at anybody's social media and be like, oh, this is what you should do to sell whatever you're selling. This is what you should do to do this um, when I was only like 24. So I started doing that. And then I started actually working with an ed tech company as a side hustle doing their social media. Again, didn't think of anything of it. Had a, have a master's degree. was like working full time in my job, but would do this like little thing on the side that like I loved and just seemed so simple to me. Uh, and one of the things I loved the most about it was I loved seeing how social media impacted their audience. Uh, this company ended up being acquired by Cisco, like they did quite well and um, they like had an amazing presence. But what I loved about it was actually seeing them connect with their ideal clients and build that community. So uh, fast forward to kind of right before COVID and I was itching for a side hustle because that company had gotten bought and I was like, oh, like, do I start doing social media again? 
I decided to do personal development coaching with folks. I a Myers-Briggs trainer. I've been doing that for years. I'm almost 10. And so I love doing Myers-Briggs with folks at that time. And so me and who now is my business partner, we started doing these sessions for folks. She was my VA and I started taking on one-on-one clients. I became a certified life coach. It was all like kind of part of this whole thing. But I noticed that I was like really selling out all my programs, everything I was building. I was building from the fact that like I had this amazing presence online of this community that I had built that I was, I was really pouring into. And I had people who were knocking down my door for things. And I was seeing that all that came from social. So then shortly after that, I started taking one-on-one clients and every single one of my one-on-one clients left with a side hustle like everyone. I would help them strategize how they would sell online. I'd help them craft their websites. I was helping them with copy. It was like so far from what they originally were coming to me with. So I went to Maria, my business partner, and I said, what do you think? Like, if we just started a little social media agency? And she was like, no, I don't want to do this. It's not enough impact. I want to do something that causes and brings impact to people's lives. And I was like, oh, what? Like, what could be more impactful than helping business owners be able to market their dreams out? And when I spun it like that, she jumped on board, luckily, just two and a half years ago. And so we've been going ever since doing social media and podcasting. We have about 60 clients that we work with uh, kind of day in and day out on retainer, but we do one-off projects all the time. And I just feel so blessed to be living a life where I get to help people like show up online in a bigger way because we know that that's like the number one marketing tool out there is our online platforms. And so being able to sh- help people show up just a little bit stronger is is a real blessing. So, okay. There's so much fun stuff in that. And I hope everyone <laughs> listening in caught it, but she had another job. Who else had that? Raising my hand over here, had another job and then just kind of like did something she liked on the side for fun. And then it just grew. The, the thing that I love there is that you just like, you just like owned it, right? Like owned it that you wanted to go do something else, owned it that there was something that you were really good at and that you enjoyed and just Mm -hmm. followed it. And I think that sometimes, you know, coming from corporate myself, we can get scared because the golden handcuffs that hold you in corporate, you think like, oh gosh, what if I lose this? What if I lose that? And I was in the pharmaceutical industry. Talk about golden handcuffs. They were like, ankle cuffs, handcuffs, like everything gold I mean, tied to a, a building. It was a great <laughs> job. The benefits were amazing, but there was always something missing. And it was that like ability to really help people. And, um, I love that you like sold your business partner, Maria into this, right? Like yeah. it's all how you present it. Everyone listening in and we are selling all the time. If you a marketing play. It was a marketing play. And actually, I tell you too, like one of the pieces I just want to just share is that like, I, I wasn't not scared. I like had also had a, a great, not, not a pharmaceutical job, but I had a, a great yeah. job that I loved. So I only had handcuffs, only handcuffs. Um, but I I remember like a lot of vivid conversations with my parents. My, I come from an immigrant family. I Like I said, I like have a master's degree first in my family to, to go to university. Like I had a lot of pressure. I owned a home. Like I had all this pressure that was, so scary. Um, I I had my dream job that I thought I'd have when I was 50 at 29. So it was this hard thing of like, hard to explain to people like six months ago, I I was telling you that I really wanted this job. And now, hi, I'm about to leave. And I'm going to change everything about my lifestyle. I mean, my husband are going all in on this. Like, 
And I, I still had moments after it happened where I, I was nervous about it and, and scared. And But that's part of the journey. And it's like, no one wants to read the book from the person that had a trust fund and quit their job. And then, you know, was just chilling in their beach home while they built their empire. Like people love the rise. And so, yeah, I think if anyone's listening to that and that's encouraging for them is that like people are going to love your rise too and are going to love to see what you do with it. And there's no textbook way to do it. I feel like, you know, we, we often have that pressure of going to school and then it's like, okay, come out, get the job. You're going to have this job forever and blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, Christina, you don't have kids yet, right? No, not yet. Okay. My kids, like my husband and I, Chris and I, we don't know that the kids are going to go to college. I, mm. I don't know. And I can tell you that just short of like, even like eight to 10 years ago, I was like, they're going no matter what. We're, we're pushing them in. They're going to get that piece of paper. Boom. Now I'm like, I don't know. I don't know because I think there are so many opportunities out there that there is no clear path anymore. And I love that the way that you said it, that it's right. Like your story wants to be told and you're right. Who wants to read the book on the trust fund kid? Boring, Mm -hmm. boring and entitled. No, thank you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I love, love, love that you shared that Mm -hmm. now. I want to dive in a little bit to social media. Everybody's either most favorite or most hated topic. I don't yes. feel like there's like a middle, right? It's it's kind of, and I've been on both ends of the pendulum. I can tell you, Chris is yeah. for sure on one end, um, but I see the value in it. And I think that's one thing that is undeniable about mm-hmm. building your brand and using social media and or other platforms as your brand. How do you... Let's look at this from two points of view, because I really want to help our listeners that are our business owners, entrepreneurs, career-driven people is first off, let's do this because I hear this all the time and I think that you can answer it. I'm sorry. I just swirled on us. Oh, I can't wait. Keep listening in is how do you define personal brand? Oof. So... Like I have a technical definition and then I have like a a strategic one. But I I think like on the technical aspect of personal brand is the difference between the social snippet versus Christina Bartold, right? Like a personal brand is is me as as my person, as showing up like in in as me. The social snippet would be like my company brand. So when we're talking about personal brand, like we're talking about founders, CEOs, business folks that like are using their own like persona or like their person to to sell online. Why I actually think, and you didn't ask me this, but I'm going to answer it anyway. Why I actually think personal brand is king or queen is people buy from people. And so regardless of whether, I, I can use an example of this. Um, there's this Canadian I follow all the time. He Have you ever heard of Hush Sheets? They're like a, like a blanket and a sheets and stuff. No, no, I haven't. But they're great. Those cooling sheets, like it's great. And this guy, I like know nothing about his business. I know everything about him, Aaron Spivak. Like I know everything about him. And I bought a sheets because I follow him and I know about where he works out in Toronto and like his cold plunging. And I know about, you know, the founders dinners he holds and all of that stuff. And I felt like I've been part of the journey with him. And so people love a journey, right? And so that personal brand aspect is so crucial because people want to buy from people while brands are really important. And that's why things like Duolingo have this huge personality on TikTok and stuff, right? Because they're trying to replicate the feeling of a personal brand and create a character. But personal brand is really when like you yourself are using yourself, your personality, your, your lifestyle to be able to, to show up and, and I think ultimately to sell. 
I love that. I love that because I think that that word gets muddy or those words get muddy, like personal branding. What is personal branding? It's like, what the hell? I don't know. You know what I mean? And it can be overwhelming because you're like, am I supposed to be like this? Or am I supposed to be like that? Or who like, right. And then all this imposter syndrome and like all this stuff comes up. I can tell you, I have absolutely gone through that in, Mm -hmm. in everything because I felt like I had different areas of life. And I was like, oh, well, this person won't want to hear about this or this or that. But like, ultimately, the thing that I got from what you just said is about connection. So whether Mm -hmm. it's connection with your business or connection with you as a brand, right? Because Mm -hmm. I 100% agree with you that people buy from people. And so, I mean, I, when you were like naming off the the product, Hashids, 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 yeah, Hashids. Okay. I was thinking about like first form. I was thinking about first form with Andy Fasella because I really love the brand and their mission and everything that they do. Like I'm thinking about that. I'm like, I'm going to always support him because I love how he's supporting everybody else and how he shows up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think that there's things like that. And I can think of a few other ones. We'll just, just to keep the branding off the yeah. show too much, <laughs> but I, I really love that you did that. So what are some things? Cause I really want to go more on the personal branding side for, yep. for today rather than the business branding. Cause I think that's the one that maybe has a lot of gray area for people mm-hmm. and truly understanding what are some common pitfalls that you see people fall into when it comes to personal branding? Mm-hmm. So the first one I'm going to say is that people have mega imposter syndrome around showing up and showing up authentically as themselves. And so that's something that I see a lot with clients and folks that I coach is that people will be scared to show up online and scared to be themselves. So, you know, they'll think I'm boring. I'm somebody that people don't like, what's interesting about me? Like what, and these people are scared to show those things. And what they forget is that what makes them interesting is that they're just like everybody else. And we just want that view into people's lives. So that's what makes influencers so great is that when we look at an influencer, we're like, oh my gosh, like they're just like us. That's so cool. Um, So when we look for those similarities. So I think that's the biggest one is like the getting started is like fearful. And I think the other thing that people do is that they don't do a good job of engaging their audience. And so asking their audience like what they want to see on their pages from their personal brand and then doing more of that I think is really crucial because often we're posting and we're posting things that we think we want and we're not actually thinking about our ideal client or ideal customer and not actually asking like how are they going to engage with what we're what we're talking about so like for example maybe you love race car driving this is important to you you love race car driving actually you love horses I know you love horses so okay you love horses and say you're posting about horses 60 times a week and your, your, your uh, followers aren't horse people. And they're like, Oh, like, I, you know, unfollow, right? Like I, I can't look at another horse, but unless, because that's not your niche. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like thinking about those types of things. It's like, what does your, what does your audience like to see? So my audience in particular, my audience doesn't want social media tips on my Instagram page. It's fascinating. I, every once in a while, I'm like, guys, like this new thing came out and I want to talk to you about it. Nobody cares. But when I go on a trip, People are all over it. When people want to see things about my dog, they want to see me and Maria traveling. We do a live podcast. Like people are all over that. My story views go off the chart. And it's because people want to be part of our lifestyle. They want to be part of our rise. They're watching what we're building. And so I think it's also, that's the other piece that I see people make a mistake in is that they're posting for themselves, not their clients. Mm. And I think that's really important, especially when you're building out a strategy. 
I think that is something, um, gosh, I just heard this somewhere else. It's so, it's so spot on because we sit there and we're like, oh, like our perfect avatar is, is us, is me. Yeah. And it's like, this is what I want to see. And this is what I want. And this is what I want. And it's like, it's almost like catching yourself, right? Yeah. It's like, if I just like said the word I, or like, oh, I love this or, oh, I love that. Like, I think you got to love what you're doing and, and putting out there. But you also have to be like, will they love it? Mm -hmm. Will my person really love it? Does this connect with the person that I'm talking to, right? Horses only connects with like a few tiny things, um, a few <laughs> a few people, the close-knit people, but that is it. Otherwise people are like, yay, that's awesome. You have a horse. Okay, move on. Um, yeah. So I think that's really important that we start thinking. And it's just like in sales. It's just like in like... It's what the way I think about it, what just hit me is you walk into like a, a dinner or a networking event or um a, a live recording podcast or something, you're not in there like telling everybody about you. Mm -hmm. You always want to be asking about them. You want to mm -hmm. understand the other person. So I like the what you just explained is helping me even think about it, like, wow. I want to be, I feel like it was Tony Robbins and I'm trying to think exactly what he said because I'm going to misquote it, but it's, it's basically like, I don't want to talk about myself once in the room. I don't want mm. anyone to know me in the room. I want to know everybody type of yes. a thing. Yeah. And that's ideally like what your personal brand is, is that you want people, you want to be able to talk about yourself in a way that people want to hear it. Yeah. So it's like, if, for example, like if I was going on there every day, giving a social media tip, Ideally, my audience is going to start to curate itself and become that, right? Where it's like people who want social media, but they can just go to the social snippet page. Like, but what makes me unique are all these other aspects of my life. So I really try to make sure that like the type of content I'm presenting is the kind of content they want. Um, and that's hard on a personal brand, especially when it's so personal. But I will say the more personal, the better in a lot of ways on, on social when it comes to personal brand. And I don't mean like, like you have to go in there and say anything explicit, but if you're like, if you're like, okay, I like I, my friend Marina, she has a son, her son lost his passport. We're on this journey with Marina, right? Like we've been watching these videos of her talking about this passport nonstop. Right. And that's kind of cool, right? Like it's cool to be part of it. People wanted to see that. Like people wanted the updates. So I think it's it's really about trying to figure out exactly what your ideal clients would would kind of go for and then continue to replicate that. Like there's no such thing as bad content. It's just information. So if something does badly, you're just like, oh crap, that didn't do well. Amazing. Now I know I'm not going to do that again. Or I've tried that two or three times. It hasn't worked. I'm not going to keep going. Okay. So again, stop, rewind the last like 30 seconds, because that I think is a recipe for many areas in life, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, there's really no failure. It's like, let me, okay. I learned what not to do. Let me move on. Right. Yep. Okay, cool. I'm not going to do that anymore right now. Let me move on. And that's where, um, I love, like, you can even start laughing about it and like, make it light. This doesn't define you. I think another big thing. So talking about like, just being fearful of sharing yourself is like, your social media doesn't define whether you're good or bad, right? Or whether you're like smart or not, or successful or not. Like there's no def definition of that. I know a lot of people that are highly successful that have zero presence on social media. Yep. Right. Uh, so. Yeah. And 
like I always say this on podcasts and people are probably so sick of me saying this, but like no one who's doing more than you is judging you. So like no one, like Shelly, like I think you're so freaking smart and like so successful. I don't think you're looking at my Instagram stories being like, Ooh, that's so like sad. She's doing this or like embarrassing, right? Like you got your own crap to deal with. And you, if you're leveling up at that level, like you're not wasting your time on that. And so that was something I really struggled with. So when I talk about that imposter syndrome, it comes from an honest place of like, I've experienced that of like, when I started showing up on my stories and I used to talk about, Hey, like, this is something that I'm doing. Here's something that I'm doing. I still to this day have people who are in my life who I'll see them. They're like, Oh, you post so many Instagram stories. And I'm like, mute me. Like, (laughs) unfollow me like I don't care because I know that when I don't post stories for a few days I'll have people reach out to me and be like where are you like what's going on stories are a huge way that we make sales in our business so am I going to miss out on sales or potential connections because this person that I see at one family dinner one time tells me I post too many stories no so like it's sometimes about like unpacking and unraveling some of that like and that takes self-work for sure For sure. And what a unique perspective you have, right? Being a life coach and now helping other business owners on social media, because that is a big thing. And I think a lot of it comes to like reframing, right? Like you said, like, and if someone's going to talk bad about you, do you want them in your life anyway? Do you care? Do you value their opinions so much that it will change your action? I think that's, that's the thing that we have to ask ourselves is like, but great. You're not my people. Like, that's fine. Mute me. Scroll on by. I don't care. And find the people. And like, this is why connections, masterminds, people are so important. Like communities are so important is because when you find the people who are going to pump you up, no matter how much you show up or how little you show up, it makes all the difference. So like, I have some incredible business friends that like, if I show up every single day, 100 times would never say anything and would just be so happy that I'm building success. Right. So finding those people in your life who are like, yeah, get after it. Like, that's awesome. Like you're showing up, you're doing more than I am. Great. Like, and I think, yeah, I think we just need to find those people for ourselves. A hundred percent agree. So I kind of want to keep this conversation going. But I want to talk about something that you and I have um, talked about off air and that's being healthy on social. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we could go a few different ways. So I'm excited for this part of the conversation. Um, You know, here on the business of being healthy, right? We are going to talk about kind of all things business and health. And it's not always people think like, oh, health, like gym, eat, whatever. There's a lot of other like meanings to the word health. So Christina, share a little bit more about being healthy on social media. Mm -hmm. Well, it actually ties in kind of well to what we were just talking about, because I Mm -hmm. think there is a level of, you know, anxiety, fear, stress that can come from being on social, being fearful of judgment, being fearful of performance, like all of these things. And so that's why I think social media boundaries are really important is like, whether that's creating a system on your phone that turns social media off for you, whether that's muting people, whether that's unfollowing people that make you feel bad, like I'm a huge believer that your feed should be a reflection of your attitude. And so you should be having people in there that lift you up, that you're excited to see, that don't make you feel like garbage. Uh, And I think that, because especially in the social media era, like it is so easy for us to be like watching each other and judging each other and feel that judgment for ourselves. And so creating those systems is really important. And I actually chatted with a friend recently. He was killing it on social, like absolutely killing it. And he went dark for like two years. 
And I went up for coffee with him and I was like, hi, like I literally used to see you show up all the time. And he was like, it was for my mental health. Like I needed a break. It was way too much. Like I was doing way too much showing up and I was seeing people do so much better than me. And that was really hard. And like, I, and that's why I think like the work that Maria and I do is really important is because we're actually trying to reframe the the concept of, of building online and, and changing it to being really about building your community because you actually want to be building for people that like love you and are behind you and are excited for you. And like, yeah, so we've had weird things happen. I've had trolls attack me. Like I'm like over it, but at the same time, like the community we have, I really feel is unmatched and it's been really intentional as curating that space for ourselves. So instead of thinking about building following, thinking about building community and really cultivating that space, like you would a membership or you would a family dinner is really important for you to be able to kind of keep your sanity online. I love that. And it made me think of so many things, but you know, because I feel like there's words that get thrown around community has been like one of those buzzwords recently, yes. right? But I love how you kind of tied it in a little bow there. And that's what I'd like to do for the listeners is talking about, it's like the intentionality of cultivating relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I know for me, I have been like, oh my gosh, I don't have the followers. I don't have the followers. Yeah. But like, when you think about it and, and I'm going to bring you guys back for a second, um, I'm bringing, bring you guys back to my pharmaceutical days. Right. And this is when I was in sales before marketing And it was always like, I would look at my numbers, right? My job was to encourage prescribers, doctors, physicians, assistants, nurse practitioners to write my prescription over a competitor, right? Through data, some of my colleagues maybe did it other ways. I use data and and actual selling skills to, to get it done. That being said, I would go, I would look at all the numbers that came in. Yes, we got numbers and data on this. This is not new, Um, but I would look at it. And that's when I truly saw the 80-20 rule in full effect. That Mm. 80% of my business was coming from the 20%. And so really, instead of spreading yourself so thin, trying to please everybody, say everything right, perfect, see everybody the exact amount of times, all I had to do to grow my business was focus on building relationships with that 20%. And so when you look at like social media and I fall into this trap all the time, Christina, I'm like, oh, my following is like, meh, you know, whatever for, for my personal brand, a business I had is huge. Like, so I'm like, I fall into this trap that it's like not worthy. Oh, mm-hmm. my followers aren't worth, like, I'm not worth, like, it's just not enough. And I think that it's that cultivating the relationships for the connections. I would rather have that 20% that's driving 80% of my business that yep. truly knows me, understands me, feel confident talking to me, you know, tunes in, finds about like finds that what I share solves a problem for them. Like that is, I think something that doesn't get talked about enough. So I really appreciate that you brought that up. My friend Lex actually just said this on my podcast. She said, like, the best referral source you have is the community that already exists for you. And I think that is so true because often we're obsessed with each other. Like, kind of what you're talking about. Me too. I get into the headspace too, where I'm like, oh, like, I love my podcast so much and I love this, but it's not getting the reach. And maybe if I had 5,000 more followers, it would get a better reach. Or maybe if I had $5,000, if I had 5,000 more followers, this would happen. Like, these pieces that, like, 
we, we create for ourselves. And when really what we need to do is we need to over deliver to the people that we've already got in our, in our midst, in our handle, the people who are already in our DMS all the time, the people who are liking all of our stuff, like over deliver to those people so that if there's a chance your name can come up, they're happy refers. And I think that's something that people over, like over, I don't know, estimate or underestimate, like is the impact that, that can have like we work i've never run one ad for her business never one time i've never run an ad maria and i are only this fall going to start advertising because now, now we've stacked up we've never advertised so there's still people where i'll meet them and they're like you do done for you podcasting too and i'm like yeah i don't really talk about it because we haven't had the capacity to take on more people now we do but it's because we work 100% on a referral because we pour into our people and we, and people are so happy to give us referrals, which is such a blessing, but that takes a ton of work and it takes work away from the time we would be spending like aimlessly trying to find people to buy from us. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we have the opportunity to pour into our people in a way that feels like impactful and easy and asking honest conversations and having genuine dialogue, that goes so much farther than some of the other things I know that other people have tried. It's so true. It's so true. And and so like anyone listening in right now, I would just like, I hope that this conversation that we just had kind of like takes some of the pressure off like, I got to build this big audience. I have to be everywhere every, every time. Like I'm really not on Facebook anymore. Like I'm not, because that's not really where my audience is that I, that I want to serve right now. And so I've pulled off that Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, you're, you're where I'm at right now. And there's like, I I would love to get your thoughts on threads that just came out. We'll, we'll close yeah. with that. So stay tuned. <laughs> Cause I want to, I would love to get an expert's view on threads, but it's like, I don't, I'm staying singular focus. This is where I need to be. This is where I need to show up consistently and cultivate the audience that I want to connect with. These are people I want to know. Right. Yeah. And that's who I want to make sure that we're, we're building. And so I think it's so important that you said that. Do you want my opinion on threats? Oh no, we're saving it. Everyone listening in right now, stay till the end because we're going to hear about threads from Christina. So <laughs> not yet, not yet. I was going to close with that one. Um, you know, one thing I would love for you to share a little yeah. bit on when it comes to branding and like voice, mm-hmm. how do you help coach someone that is still trying to find their voice? Because mm. I think, and we've touched on this, right? Like this is, yeah. we're just, we've touched on these topics, but then we kind of peel back the layers and we dive in on specific ones. So I hope that's what you're following on this episode. And so finding the voice, like how you talk and connect how do you do that? And, and here's the other thing is like running a social media agency and you have writers and helping them learn your client's voice and like all of that, like there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. How would you help someone? Yeah. So one of the things we do when we start working with someone is, is often we'll record a video of us kind of chatting and then we get a sense for mannerisms and style. We ask them, you know, phrases that they say and things that they like. And so we, we do a lot of that asking, but if you're trying to figure out a lot of that for yourself, um, I think the best thing for you to do is, is to try to write some of your own stuff out without the help of AI or anything like that. 
Um, and the reason I say that, I love AI tools. I use ChatGPT all the time. I ask it things like all the time. Um, I just need to know. But what I love about you spending some time actually writing is that you get your own tone of voice. So for example, the way Jenna Kutcher writes, right? She's very like, hey girl, like this is the scoop. Like, you know, this, and she writes it very like journal-esque. That's not how I write. So even when I have used ChatGPT for captions and I, I use prompts and I'll be like, write a like a caption about self-care like a millennial blogger like it doesn't sound like me it doesn't sound like me at all i actually started with yo 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 once which was alarming um <laughs> but it's stuff like that that it's like you know the only thing that we can do is the stuff for ourselves and so trying to figure out like what is your tone of voice? I would start by writing about topics that you're you're passionate about. And that can feel hard, but even sometimes voice noting it. Like if you have a social media manager using something like Auto AI, like jumping on a voice note and saying, this is like my style, or this is what I'm thinking about this, or this is my perspective on this. And always things take a bit of time to figure out. Like don't um, put so much pressure on yourself that you can't change or that you can't develop over time, you can't grow. So if you write stuff and at the beginning, you're really formal because you've only ever written for an undergraduate degree. And that's the only way you know how to write. Now you're on social and social writing is different and you don't know how to use emojis properly. That's fine. And then if you learn how to use emojis, add them in. Like we get to all develop and grow online. So I think Hopefully that helps answer the question a bit, but I think really just diving into your own voice is just taking some time to like be with yourself and figure out what your thoughts are on, on kind of your nation and your topics. So you guys know this is a newer podcast and I'm not running any ads at this time. I don't have any sponsorships yet. I'm not trying to sell you guys anything either. But literally, I just want to give you the tools and the knowledge from either my past experience or those of my guests to save you time, money, and heartache. So the only ask I could ever have from you is to help me spread the word out there to more entrepreneurs and more career-driven professionals like us so that we can feel more confident, perform better for our teams and our clients, and ultimately make more money to provide for our families. And the only way that we can do that is if we rate and review and share this podcast. So the single ask that I have of you is that if you could leave a review, share it with a friend, it should take less than 10 seconds. And I know your time is valuable, but it would absolutely mean the world to me. And more importantly, it might change the life for someone else. I love that. Like just really investing in you, right? Yeah. So we could talk about, I talk about that, investing in you from your health side to, to help your business, but like investing in you to find your voice. And I love that you brought up um, Otter AI. That is a great one um, I use. And I even just do the microphone on Google Docs. Sometimes, like for me, those of you listening in, when you're trying to find your voice, I don't know about you, but when I type, I am overanalyzing and perfecting mm. as I'm typing. So it's hard for me to do that. So voice text either into my phone, I pull out my podcast mic and I do the mic on a Google Note or Otter AI and just talk, just let it come out. And like all your mannerisms, because I'm telling you, I love that you brought up the like, Hey there. Hey girl. I, if you use the word hubby with me, I'm out. Like I'm out. I can't, I cannot. 
everyone tuning in right now, I'm sure I'll see some of you live and you're going to come up and like squeeze me and be like, oh, hubby or like, oh, how's your hubby? Like just to push my buttons, please do not use the word hubby with me. Um, <laughs> and like that, hey girl, I have never been a hey girl. So no. I'm with you. And once you know that about yourself, right? Like I've had that too. We've used copywriters, like something in our agency we do all the time is that if I'm going to hire somebody to work on a client, they'll work on me first. And so they'll do a bunch of writing for me. And I've had people write stuff and I'm like, have you met me? Like, this is not something I would ever say, but they needed to learn that that's not the way I would talk about something, which Mm -hmm. then in turn makes them even better for future clients. Right. So always, we're always iterating. I love that. And And that's like the fun of the game right? Is that there's like no end point and there's always something to learn. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So I do want to talk about something that I just touched on a little bit ago, but I would love your take on it. And it's like what platforms to use and how you should like start. Like, let's say that you are already established as a business owner or just in your career, right? In your professional career and you're everywhere. Like you literally are everywhere. What would you say to that person versus someone that's like brand new starting? Mm. So just to clarify, they're already on all the social media platforms kind of thing. Okay. So I would say if you're just getting started and you're like really trying to figure out where you should be, that's a hard place to be. I can totally appreciate it. You want to actually, the first platform, I would just start with one. I would just start with one platform. Don't worry about being Alex Tramosi. You don't need to be on every platform four times a day. But what I would recommend is you choose one person or one platform that you're really excited about that your ideal client's on. So for example, if your ideal client, say you're 65 years old listening to this podcast right now, and your ideal clients are people 70 plus, I would not start on TikTok. That's not where I would start, right? I would start in fa- on Facebook. So you have to think about where your ideal clients are. I'm I'm 31. My ideal clients really on Instagram. Like that's that's the main spot. Could find some on on TikTok, no doubt. But like you start to think about LinkedIn for sure. You start to think about where your ideal clients are, and you start to pour in on that space. And what I would do is I would pour in from an educational standpoint first. I would just serve, 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 serve until you need to make money. Like I would just serve as much as possible. So that's what I would say. And then I would start to develop more platforms as time goes on. So if you're posting on Instagram, you're building community, it's going great. Then you're like, okay, I'm going to make a post on LinkedIn. That's awesome. You can use a tool like Later. I love Later for scheduling. Um, That's a great tool. And then this way you can schedule across lots of platforms. Um, But don't be intimidated. Like people, everyone who's on every platform started on one platform. So really just getting started is is kind of the, the name of the game. Now, what about someone that feels overwhelmed, right? Yeah. And and there's this little voice, maybe this little devil on one shoulder that's like sitting there being like, no, you have to be on every platform because that's what all the influencers do. And you like, you have to, like you can't. And they're talking about healthy, right? Like kind of near the point of like burnout. Yeah. How would you help kind of talk that person off to off the ledge, right? Bring them back from burning out, but still being able to provide for their community and drive business. Yeah. So like two questions there, like, or two things that come kind of come to mind to me there is like one from like a mental health aspect, like, you know, being burnt out, this will lead you not posting on any platforms. 
So if like I, that's something that comes to mind to me often, people come to me, they're like, I need to be posting seven times a week. This is like, and I'm like, you're so burnt out that you're not going to be posting once a week, like by the time this is going. So that's one thing I will say is that you, like, if you're feeling the burnout, if it doesn't energize you and you're not excited about it, choose one platform that funnels to an email list. The email list is, even as a social media manager, I can tell you, Email lists are all you own, right? So bringing people to your email list is crucial. So really just focusing on one place and then build up from there. So it's like if you're into exercise, which I'm sure many of your listeners are, and and you you start uh, like a business or you're like, okay, uh, you start running. It's like, okay, am I going to run a marathon tomorrow? No, I'm not going to run a marathon tomorrow. I'm going to build towards a marathon. And if I tried to run a marathon tomorrow, I'd be sore. I'd be sick. And I probably wouldn't run for a long time. So going all in on it is not going to help. The second piece I'm going to say is outsource it. If you can outsource your social media, even though with us, like just finding somebody that you can outsource that you trust, like that is a huge relief. I know for a lot of our clients, they'll tell us like it feels relaxing because they don't need to stress about it. And often I find when people outsource their social, it's more fun for them to do some of the stuff on social. So they outsource their Facebook and Instagram and all of a sudden they're in Instagram stories way more. And they're like, you know, showing up way more. And it's because it doesn't feel as stressful. So if you have the capacity and the the, the energy and, and financial energy, outsource it and, and see if that adds any kind of value to your life at that time. I love that because so often we think we have to do it all. We have to do it all. And mm-hmm. you can still do it all, but like how, how could you do it all? And outsourcing is one of those things, like, especially when it comes to your health and like running a business, I talk about meal planning, your exercise routine, um, laundry, right? Like different things like outsource it, social media, outsource business investment and business, um, expense. I am not a tax advisor at all, but like business expense. Um, so I just think that it doesn't surprise me that you had the client that outsourced it and then actually showed up more because now she had the mental space to be able to show up more and probably more in her own way because she wasn't overthinking it. She was just having fun. And like more creative, like the stuff that comes up is like better. Like she's coming with ideas more, right? So it's like that stuff comes with like, it's, yeah, it comes with time. It's like anything else. Like social media and exercise, there's so many correlated metaphors where I'm always like, if you run and you do this, but it's true because it's one of those things that you build over time. It takes a long time to get into, but once you're into it and it's good, it becomes like a life source. Mm -hmm. And so I think it can be like, I built a multi-six figure business on Instagram twice. So I know it's possible and people can do it. Yep. Yep. Now, okay. We're going to kind of flip gears here because this conversation has been so great, but I also want to talk about something. um, And I hope you're open to this, but you just came out of surgery and you're running a business, you're CEO. And if you guys (laughs) haven't, I would, I would hop over to her website. She has a, she has a team now. So when she's saying she's starting to like grow and scale, like she has a team to be able to do that now. But as the leader of her team, she just went through a medical like surgery that kind of took her out for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to share as a leader, how did you set that up? You know, how did you step away? How, how were you able to do that? And like, you are, you were vibrant before, but you are so vibrant right now. I can just feel it (laughs) that I'm, I'm like, all right, this is something that I think we need to talk about as business owners is the fact that like, we do have to invest in your health. You know, here on the, on the show, we are going to do that, but like you had no choice 
right? So yeah, it's funny. Um, and I hope you're okay with this, but I know you're, you're uh, like a woman of faith, me too. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but this comes up often for me where like, I'm like making deals with God and I'm like, okay, like, you know, something's got to move in my life. Something has to move because like, it's, it's too much. And so right before I had a Pilates related accident, um, but right before my Pilates related accident, I was like, I was like, I have all these things on my plate that I cannot even imagine how I would outsource them. Like I could not even imagine. Like it was like, every time I thought about it, it was exhausting me. Like, and my business partner would be like, just do it. And I'd be like, no, like there's this. And I was creating these barriers for myself. So I break my elbow and like, not just break it, shattered it, no elbow left, like nothing there. And um, so I go to, sorry, listeners. And uh, so I literally am at the hospital and they're putting the cast and I'm, I asked the, <laughs> this is like how far God I, I was, but I asked the the doctor, he's casting me and I go, how will I, how will I type? Cause you're casting my finger to top of my shoulder. So how will I, how will I type? And he's like, won't be, won't be typing. I'm like, how will I write? And he's like, you won't be writing. And I was like, how will I swim? And I started to sob because I was experiencing this level of shock of like, oh my gosh, like I had never thought my livelihood would be at risk. Like you never think that. And so when I got home, it had this like huge realization. I had this amazing team filled with people who are desperate for work. Like all these people are like, Christine, do you have more hours? Like, I love working here. I love doing this. Like do you have more clients? Like whatever. And I'm hoarding all of this work with this like scarcity perspective of like, one, I need this work, but two, like, you know, I needed to, I needed to do less to be leveling up, but I couldn't do less because I was doing all this work. And so I had to just cut ties on everything. But what was such a gift was being able to cut ties like that, which I don't think people need to break bones to happen for it to happen like this, but I essentially had to cut ties on everything. So it was like, I was sleeping after my surgery, 20 hours a day, like for at least a week and a half, I had to rebook meetings. I, like, and, but it was this balance of like, I'm the person who shows up. Like, this is who I am. I'm the person who shows up fully. I'm the person who I'm sick and I show up. I'm like, I've always been like that. And I would be sitting here talking to people like falling asleep because of like my morphine. Like I was in such bad shape. And until I like went to my team and I was like, I have to like hail Mary all of this. And like, everyone needs to do something for me. And like, this is what needs to happen. And are you okay with it? everyone rose to the occasion everyone stepped up for me and I've taken not one of those tasks back since I've um since I've like recovered so it's been incredible because the tasks that I was doing and some of these tasks I'm sad to miss like I had to give up some clients that I love working with and these things that I'm really like I'm really interested and excited about but what was really hard was just that like I didn't want to let people down, but what's been such a gift has been like, I've seen myself grow so much in the last month because I've been able to do things I've never had time to do. Like things like this, where I could do a podcast with somebody every day because I now have the capacity to. And so now I'm actually living much more in my like true self. Um, So from a leadership perspective, it, it was certainly hard, but I think like taking those moments to reevaluate what we're working on and how it impacts us and how it impacts others, I think is crucial as business owners. Well, first off, thank you so much for sharing that um, <laughs> because I know that that's, that's hard. And I know everyone listening in right now, like, and you don't have to be a business owner to have this affect you, right? You could be the leader of your household and the same thing, like you break an elbow and you have like children at home, good luck. Like it is going yeah. to be hard, right? And I think that, or just even like you're leading a team in a corporate position, like it is going to be hard. And I appreciate you sharing that so much to just show like sometimes 
the things that we think we can't do, uh, God will come in and show you one way or another, what will, what can happen. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, sometimes we could take the easy way or we could take the hard way. Right. And looking back, like what a blessing. I'm so sorry you broke your elbow, please. I don't want anyone breaking bones. Like you said, (laughs) or going blind to realize like, Hey, stress is a real thing. Like for Mm -hmm. me, you know, that it's, I, I just got the, I had another podcast interview today with someone else, horrible car accident, almost died, changed her life. Right. So like, it's, it's these things that like, when you are at that tipping point, I want to share this with the world because you are getting messages that something needs to change. We're just not recognizing them. And so Mm -hmm. when you're there in that tipping point and you think, I can't let it go, I can't do this, I can't do that, we got to change that narrative to how could I? How could Mm -hmm. I alleviate this off my schedule? How could I give more to my team because they can do it? I think when we start changing that, we won't have to go through broken elbows, almost dying in a car accident, losing eyesight. Like we won't have to Mm -hmm. go through these things to make those changes. They are gifts. They are truly gifts that, that change our lives. But man, I, I really hope that this conversation and, and you sharing Christina just changed it for someone else, change the trajectory. So they don't have to get break an elbow. <laughs> and like, I think when we're in these moments, it's hard to feel like, and this is why I actually think mindset work is so important to be doing when you don't need it is because it's so hard when you're in the moment to be like, okay, this is a season of growth. I'm growing like we, and I'm like, I can't use my arm. My husband has to shower me. Like it's all, all like so awful. Like everything I can't eat. Like I'm constantly smelling things on myself. Like, but what was like actually such a gift was even that day I saw it as a gift. Like mm-hmm. in that day I was like, okay, yeah, this hurts. And like, I'm in so much pain and like, but I'm also blessed to not be dead. I'm blessed to be at one of my best friend's bachelorettes. I'm like blessed to be in New York city. Like these are blessings. I'm going to go home and I have, I have free healthcare. Like, you know, I'm blessed by these things that I, I, I wouldn't in another season of my life, I would have been like, oh, like poor me, like this is like, this is so shitty for me. Like, so I think us being able to to do that self-work, even when we don't need it, so that when these big things happen in our lives, we're so much more equipped for them because like my mindset from this is so different than even like two years ago when I would have another, another thing happen. A hundred percent. I bet you it's different from six months ago, which yeah. is so cool, yeah. right? So cool. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's something that, um, I really am on a mission to just share more is that oftentimes either our bodies or, um, whatever you believe is talking to you, right? The universe, God, whoever is there, there's signs and we have to recognize them. Um, because like, it's like the biggest moment is coming, you know? Yeah. And you're not meant to do everything on your own. We aren't. I'm sorry. I know I feel like sometimes I'm superwoman, but sometimes I'm like, holy cow, I don't want to be superwoman. I want like my team. I want like yeah. the Avengers on my team. Right. <laughs> and maybe I just mix DC and Marvel. So all of you comic people, I'm sorry, DC and Marvel. This is a big com- conversation in our household. So sorry. Yeah, um, I won't be able to send this one to my husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. All right. So as we close out here, um, well, first off, give us your two cents on threads. I'm excited to hear this. So, okay, I'm of two minds on it. I'm on the the right now mind and the future mind. So the right now mind of my thought of this is that 
truthfully, it's a great place for you to be showing up. Is new platforms when you're an early adopter, you're always rewarded for it. Um, it's a great space for you to be showing some authority and and sharing personal, like I was to say personal information. Don't share personal information, but like personal insights and thoughts like that. A great way for you to be building community, building no like and trust. My second mind of it is I do not think it's going to last. So enjoy it while you can, because I just don't know that it, like if I think about it, it doesn't have a lot of the the traditional community building tools that I really think platforms need to be successful, like DMs, stuff like that, where, you know, you, and, and the stuff we're fed, it's it's very random um, at this point. And I think like for to keep people engaged, there needs to be a, a higher level of strategy. And two, there needs to be a level for people to connect with each other. And there just isn't yet. So um, I'm curious to see what happens. I hope I'm wrong. I love new platforms. Uh, and people are already shaming each other for posting podcast links and, th- and stuff in there. So that's fine. But um, I really think it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see if it survives. But right now, it's a great way to have fun. But if you're feeling stressed about social media, the answer to it is not to add another platform. Amen. That's what <laughs> I was hoping you, I was like, oh, I wonder if she's going to go there. Because like for me, Yep. I went over there. I was like, all right, what's this? Now that I've learned a little bit more about it, I think it might've been better for me to like take a moment and like read the fine lines, the terms on it. That being yeah. said, um, okay. It is here now. We will see what happens, but I appreciate your two cents on it. Yeah. My pleasure. And okay. Christina, where's the best place for everyone to find you? Yeah. So I'm easiest to be found on Instagram at Christina.Bartold. I spell my name with a K because I'm Polish. And um, the other piece is you can find me at the Build Your Digital Community Podcast, which you'll be on shortly. So I can't wait for your episode to go live too. Uh, and yeah, I'd love to hear what resonated from you for this episode. And any friend of Shelly's is a friend of mine. So feel free to DM me directly. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. Definitely follow. I'll have all of it linked in the show notes. So you will see that there. And um, Christina, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for like, I hope everyone listening in right now, just like heard how real you are. And that's what this is about, right? Like we're no better than each other. We're all just here to support each other in whichever way that we can. You have such a cool story and you share it in such a, a honest and just real way raw way that like makes me go, Oh my gosh. Yeah. She gets it. I get it. I appreciate that knowledge. I trust it that I'm going to go do it right now. So I just want to say thank you for being you and joining us on the show here. So thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to hear the conversation. You're welcome. All right. Well, if you love this episode, snap it, snap it on your phone right now, share and tag us. We will give you all the love. Also, if there is another topic, like we were definitely talking about social today. I hope this helped you uh, with your personal brand, your business brand. Um, But if there's another topic or someone that you would like to have on the show, please shoot me a DM. You know, I will connect with them or find some way to get them on the show. I am all about that. And then also remember here on the show, we are in the business of being healthy. So thank you so much for joining in with us.